Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. everybody and welcome to billy joel a to z today we're talking about finally a, a hit don't ask me why the third song off billy's seventh studio album glass houses it was released as a successful single on july 24th 1980 peaked at number 19 on the billboard charts on september 20th 1980 but spent two weeks at number one on the adult contemporary charts which makes a heck of a lot of sense. Couldn't beat the song Fame from the movie of the same name, which also makes a lot of sense. It was a huge, huge hit for Ms. Irene Cara, never to be heard of again. All right, Elon, this is going to be very interesting. Finally, we get some rankings again. I think we've had like, <laughs> I don't feel like four in a row with like either unreleased or nobody cares and very confusing. But Christopher Bananos, our very good friend, in his New York Magazine article, where do you think, this is going to be very interesting, where do you think he places Don't Ask Me Why out of 121 songs? This is a tough one because it's a hit, it's a really good song, but, I, and I also, I feel like Bananos likes these finely crafted pop tunes, and so I almost want to say he'd put it super high, but I'm going to back off of that, and I'm going to guess 37. You're way off. And he put it at 80. Okay. Much further than we expected. He says it's not bad at all. Very, very catchy. But makes you wonder, what does this tropical hotel setting have to do with anything? Was he on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the weird part. This is why I said it was interesting. Glenn Gamboa from Newsday. Where do you think he places it? 12. Well, you're very exactly. He places it at 19. That's why it's so weird. One of them places it at 80 and the other at 19. I don't think we've ever had such a diverse uh, number in between the, you know, the 121 or 124 songs before. And the fans also rank it at 19, which seems like a pretty good place to rank it for me. Yeah, I think so, too. It's one of those. Look, it's clearly one of his greatest hits. It's a classic song. I can understand why Bananos doesn't love it because the lyrics might be, you know, like, what is he talking about here? They don't really make a lot of sense, but that's OK. I don't mind that. I think it's a really cool tune. I never thought about the lyrics not making any sense. I guess you're right, though. When I look at the the first verse, all the, all the waiters in your grand cafe. I mean, that funny thing is, is like we all know the lines can scream it out at a concert leave their tables when you blink every dog must have his day every drunk must have his drink don't wait for answers just take your chances don't ask me why it's a good point i never thought about it before because the lyrics are just so lyrical and i like singing them but i never thought about what the song means i still don't know yeah i don't know is it like about a kind of a stuck-up woman almost like big shot but she's not like a bitch she's just kind of like i don't know she's she's living like a high life now and he's sort of saying like hey don't forget you came from uh 
you came from the bottom and now you're up at the top. And, uh, you know, like at the, at the end when he says, fool them all, but baby, I can tell you're no stranger to the street. It's kind of like saying, look, you might be act all fancy now, but I know where you came from. And maybe it's like big man on Mulberry Street as well. You know, it's just about a big phony. Yeah, right. But it's not like the, the verses and then the chorus that don't ask me why that doesn't always that doesn't really match so well for me. Like what he's trying to say there versus don't ask me why. What does that phrase mean in terms of this person who's a big phony? But if you've heard the demo, and I'm sure you've heard the demo version of this, where he has very few lyrics done, but the song musically is pretty much complete. Like it sounds exactly like the real thing for the most part. And he has no lyrics. And so I feel like this is one of those cases where he wrote a great song and then just sort of filled in rhymes. I was going to say the exact same thing. The early demo, which is very interesting, of course, not having any lyrics. And he also doesn't clearly have the name of the song. A lot of the demos we've heard cross the borderline. He always has cross the borderline or closer to the borderline. That's the name of the song, right? Yeah. Close to the borderline. What's the one that I always uh, uh, don't don't go. Don't go changing. Which will be the the next song. He always has don't go changing. And (laughs) he always has. It always seems to have the name of the song this one he never says don't ask me why you're almost waiting in that demo to for him to say well at least he has don't ask me why but he doesn't even have that but boy listening to those demos and hearing him have the music i i love listening to the demos when it's not prepared and he's just you know throwing in words just because he knows he has the melody i think that is the most fascinating of all songwriting process Yeah, it's so cool. And yeah, in this case, instead of don't ask me why, he says like, come on tonight. That was like the closest he had to to a uh, song title there. What was interesting is that a couple of the lines he had in the demo were uh, one of them was yesterday was getting hard to take. And then later he says yesterday was just another day. And it's kind of interesting to me that he's using the word yesterday because this is clearly a very Paul McCartney inspired song. And so I wonder if he had Paul in his head and was just thinking of yesterday, yesterday. Again, I do not see the Paul McCartney reference. I know people say it, but I, I don't see it. It just sounds to me like a Billy Joel song. and doesn't sound like anything else. But if you were watching that 2020 documentary uh, that, you know, we both probably saw where he's crafting the song or writing it, you know, they're showing him writing the lyrics to so don't ask me why. And he's missing something. And they're saying, well, he's about to record it at the last minute and he can't find the words. It's the way they uh, say it. It's very interesting. They say, and we've been talking about this, I guess, for a while. They say the the Billy Joel sound is hard to pin down. He can sound like Mick Jagger on one song, and then you'd swear it's Paul McCartney on another. But that is Billy in a nutshell. It's a perfect description. Yeah, it totally is. And um, I'm surprised you don't hear the Paul McCartney, not necessarily in the crafting of the song, but the, the way he's singing his voice, especially at the end, the last Don't Ask Me Why, when his voice cracks a little bit. That sounds just like Paul. Yeah, no, I don't see it. I get it. And I know that he's always trying to emulate Paul, but yeah, I don't see it at all. To me, it's just uh, a song uh, like I've never heard before and doesn't remind me of anything. Actually, the early demo sounds a lot like December song the one we did last week. Oh, really? Bit. Yeah, a little bit, because uh, I I don't know. You know, I think that little piano 
exchange sounded a little bit a little bit good. Did you, by the way, did you see first of all, I didn't know he had two other daughters, did you? <laughs> I've seen him post on Instagram these two little kids, and I just was like, are they his nieces? Who who did he have kids with? He's, he has a he has a fourth again. wife. Oh, he got we're, married again? Are we the worst Billy Joel podcast hosts of all time that were like 24 songs in and we just didn't even look up that he's remarried for the last six years? Well, we do because because it doesn't affect his music in any way. You know, we we need the Christy Brinkley years. And the reason we talk about it so much is because it affected his music. So when we're talking about the music, you know, what do we care if he's married at 70? You know, it just doesn't affect us. But (laughs) I can't believe I didn't know either. And these guys have got these two little adorable kids and one of them. There's this video of her apparent favorite song. What is she, four or less? She's three in that video. And her name is Della Rose. And she, this is her, don't ask me why it's her favorite song. So one of the garden concerts, I guess just before shutdown, he she comes out in her like pajamas. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. He gives her the microphone. And then I was worried because his piano, his back was to her. And then, and then the piano turns around you know they have it electronically move around so he can keep an eye on her because i'm like oh he's the worst father ever like his back is a, a, a turned on her you know like at madison square garden but it turns around and i didn't it's like remember that simpsons episode where the japanese mafia mafia went after fat tony and his mafia and there's this one japanese guy and he doesn't do anything he's like but marge that guy's gonna do something soon do you remember that one at all? Of course, when Marge has the pretzel wagon. Right, the pretzel wagon. That's right. That's right. Isn't that food from the Middle East a little iffy? Um, <laughs> right. So there's that. He's waiting for that one Japanese guy to make a move, and you're waiting and you're waiting, and like nothing happens until the end. Something, I guess, does happen, but you don't know what it is. Oh, maybe we should go inside. But Marge, that little guy hasn't done anything yet. Look at him. He's gonna do something, and you know it's gonna be good. That is what's happening with that, with that girl. She has the microphone. She's starting to dance. You think she's going to sing along at some part, but nothing happens. Yeah, but it's so cute. She's just dancing, doing that. Like the one, the leg keeps going back and forth. It's like one move over and over, just holding the mic, the whole crowd. Everyone's fixated on her. The crowd loves it because she's adorable. The cutest thing. Yeah, it it really is the cutest thing, but it's weird. Why did he give her the mic? Was, Was she supposed to sing? I guess we'll never know. She was definitely supposed to sing. And I think, well, first of all, Maybe from when he turned the piano so he could see her. I don't know. It's a big grand piano. She's tiny. She might not. She might have lost sight of, of where he was. And maybe that just freaked her out. She's in this. I giant thought about Madison that, Square too. Garden. I thought about that, too, that he's really far away from her. But, he, you know, it's better than with him standing with his back. I don't know if that was his wife that came up on stage and kind of grabbed her at the end. But it's not the same effect if the mother is standing next to her. You know, it's the kid alone on stage, which makes it great. The best, of course, would be afterwards if he goes back and really lets her have it like you said you wanted to sing a goddamn song and i put you on at the garden this is the last time i ever bring you to anything in new york city (laughs) no it looks like he uh i don't know he looks like he loves her a lot (laughs) why wouldn't he but uh, she's adorable but that was hilarious i don't know why that was just so i watched the whole thing I, i couldn't get enough of it yeah, it was great, and it was cute. When even when she handed the mic back to him and then ran off, that was cute. Yeah. And what I the only thing that could have made the video funnier was when his piano started to rotate. If it had like just knocked her in the head, <laughs> I thought about that too. I was like, wait, better. <laughs> I hope she just stays there, and I hope they told her ahead of time, don't walk into the piano while it's moving. <laughs> I definitely did think about it, but 
Something interesting also, you were talking about, I think we were talking about December song and you were talking about how it has no bridge. And this song, of course, has a bridge. It's a, you know, strange bridge in the sense. I mean, I like it a lot, but, uh, you know, I, I don't under, you know, the song goes to that other place where you can say the human heart is only make play. I mean, I don't know what it means. It's still, though, the words are so iconic at this point. It doesn't matter. But there's a piano solo. And he said, Bill, uh, Billy Joel said, I don't usually do piano solos in my songs. And I thought that was interesting because he's probably right, but we just never noticed it before. Yeah, I, right. When he said that, I was like, yeah, that's probably true because it's he, he likes to feature the other instruments, actually, during during uh, any solos that take place. Um, and it was cool. It's piano. What I like about the demo, actually, is he does it without the Spanish flourishes. It's just the piano itself, which uh, sounded pretty cool, actually, that way. It doesn't make the song feel as gimmicky. You don't feel like it's a Spanish thing, yeah, not a flamenco I, thing. Also, again, like when we were watching, you know, when he was on that French show and he, I love when he does the claps. I love when he's into it. I love when we're seeing the 1980, whenever he has the new album out and he's really into a song, like with Angry Young Man, you know, and we saw him play it and he's into it. And it's his new song and he can't wait to premiere it. And he's just doing that. So when you see this on that uh, French show that the, clearly they all hate him already because you could see the reaction afterwards when they were finished, they're like, oh, I guess it's over. They're still so mad about Cetetois that this <laughs> he probably played this second and they're like, no, we're done with him now. You see the band doesn't care, but he's still so into it. And he loves doing the claps with the flamingo stuff. He's just it's its great to see an artist that's completely into like, I can't wait to play. Don't ask me why it's fun. People like it and I like it. And I don't care if my band doesn't like it as is depicted in that French television show. But again, when we watch his daughter play, uh, you can see definitely I, I saw Dave Rosenthal on the keyboards. He's. Everybody was into it. Everybody was into his daughter coming up. Everybody was excited to see her. You know, you didn't see any faces. They were like, what is this? I thought we were doing rock and roll. <laughs> it's a little girl in Mrs. Claus pajamas. What the hell is this? <laughs> oh, is that who that was? Mrs. Claus? Oh, that's the cutest thing. I really thought it was Mrs. Claus. And so I'm I'm guessing that was from a like a December concert, I hope. Or maybe she's one of those, you know, when you're three years old, you'll wear anything. If you're into it, it's a year round. Oh, no, you're right. I was trying to figure out who it was. For me, it was Mrs. Beasley from this. 60s show called Family Affair that this girl Buffy used to have that nobody would know the reference to. So, you know, why would a kid in this in 2019 wear a Mrs. Beasley costume? You don't understand this. Mrs. Beasley was very popular back in the 60s. <laughs> I can't explain why, but so I was trying to figure out who that was. Mrs. Claus makes a lot of sense. It was driving me crazy, actually. I like that we're uh, that we notice the same things in these videos, though. That's what's really cool. Like, like we love the, the uh, the one with his little girl for the same reasons and the French TV one. Also, I, I wrote down the same thing that you mentioned, which was that he's doing these claps during the piano solo, which is yep. so cool. He's playing the whole solo himself and still has time to do the like yep. in the middle of it. How does he get his hands to do all this so fast in perfect time? I, I don't understand how he can do it. Same with angry young man. And there he's playing even more furiously and he still has time to get up and do stuff. It's fascinating because it takes me like a, an hour just to place my hands in the right position that they're supposed to play like just to look like you're doing a keyboard you want to put your hands on the home keys before you start typing you know you got to look down and see he's, he's just so prolific it's just a gift from god you know i'm going to try that actually i'm going to try doing like weird flamenco claps and then try typing out an email you won't be able to do it back and forth back and forth without looking and i'll see if i could do it you won't be able to do it it's a gift from the from the heavens I'm the Billy Joel of secretaries. <laughs> 100 <laughs> words a minute, and I can clap. 
it is funny, folks. When I, I will say when Elon and I, we, we, you know, we don't talk about the song before the song. So we just do the research and, uh, you know, see a lot of the same stuff. And we comment on it when we're talking to you. So you're hearing it as fresh as we are when we bring it to you on this lovely podcast. Uh, well, how funny was it that Wembley Arena uh, show it? Now, speaking of which, uh, uh, that I know you've seen it with the, the gay caballeros. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is his road crew. <laughs> his road crew. I'm sure they were very excited to be called the gay caballeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they come out wearing fedoras and they uh, do a nice little Spanish dance and do all the clapping themselves. They do really all the cool. clapping. It was so fun and so cool. And you can see he really likes the road crew because he's like l- smiling at them after they finish their part because maybe they're like doing like, I can't believe you made us be the gay caballeros. <laughs> like, but yeah, it's it like a bunch like of teamsters me. and they're just doing like this really fun uh, thing on stage. Yeah, but really they cool. had to be all on board because you got to time it out perfect. And they were doing some moves and they obviously were really into being on stage, I think, you know, and, and get it having a little moment. And what's better than that when you bring on the road crew and everybody's having a good time? I mean, that's a good time concert. You know, you want to involve everybody. Yeah, it's like that movie where that football team does. What, what am I thinking of? The high school football team like does the ballet or something like that. Or they do like a, they do a show tune thing for the talent show. I don't. There's multiple things I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Caddyshack in the pool when they're doing the ballet. But I don't think you're talking about that. And I'm also thinking about Revenge of the Nerds when the football team does the talent show so i don't think you're thinking of either of those things it could have been revenge of the nerds because that's my favorite when john goodman goes because they're all dressed like cheerleaders the guys are dressed like cheerleaders and the cheerleaders are dressed like football players so when they lose john goodman goes i want to see you and the other girls in the locker room now because he lost, <laughs> I think, they lost to the nerds <laughs> i think that's what i'm thinking of uh yeah but it's that kind of thing like the big jocks doing something very it's awesome. the row row your boat sketch i think isn't it or, or was that the other fraternity i can't remember i don't remember i gotta catch up on this movie before it gets taken off of every streaming site meanwhile a, a bad rendition of don't ask me why was whatever the hell they were doing on that stupid harry connick show that's the worst rendition of don't ask me why i think that's ever been performed don't ask me why they gave Harry Connick a talk show. Well, the exhibit A, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I got nothing. I mean, I can't stand that guy. I really can't stand him at all. I, I'm sure he's a fun guy to hang out with, but everything about him just screams, you suck. <laughs> like, just to say, just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Do you like his acting? Jim- what? Do you like him as an actor? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He's, it's, he's the same as an actor as he is in, in, when he's performing. The one funny thing I remember was Jimmy Fallon years ago before he was Jimmy Fallon, before he was on SNL, used to do a great imitation of Harry Connick. <laughs> it's just like he's like he's just yelling at the audience the whole time. It was really funny. And that could play into why I don't like Harry Connick is because of Jimmy Fallon's imitation of him. I'm like, well, what an asshole. But I it might be thinking of just Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's like how I love George Bush Sr., but I'm just thinking of Dana Carvey. See, there you go. Well, yeah, no, it's true, though, right? I, it's just so true that that totally happens. Now we should talk about the live stats for this song. Obviously, it's one of the most played songs, as you would expect. Don't ask Actually, me why. I, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't sure, actually. I, I feel like this song gets lost in the shuffle a lot, even though it's a good one. No, it really doesn't. It's, it seems like it's almost always played. It's like a real staple. It's the 15th most played song, 438 performances. Wow. 
And if you look at, you know, the recent years, it's in almost every one of the MSG shows. He doesn't usually skip it. I'd love to know. I don't know whether you have that data in front of you where it comes in in between what songs, you know, because it's like uh, it's not rocking and it's not mellow and it is uplifting. But where would something like that? Don't ask me why be placed in a Billy Joel concert that would make it awesome. All right. So. In December 2019, for example, he played it right in the middle. It was a ninth song he played after a Christmas medley. So that's a little weird, but he played it. And then he played uh, Zanzibar right afterwards. Let find a, let's find a non-Christmas. Uh, yeah, but still, everything you just said, I want to go to that show immediately. That sounds yeah. awesome. It was White Christmas. Don't ask me why. Zanzibar. Oh, man, that sounds great. Okay, so let's go to May 2019. Don't ask me why was seventh. He played The Entertainer, then Don't Ask Me Why, and then Keeping the Faith. Wait, wait, say it again. He played The, he the played Entertainer. The Entertainer, Don't Ask Me Why, Keeping the Faith. Eh, that's a downer for me, I think. It's okay. It just, I don't know whether I'd want to hear it in concert. You know, like after The Entertainer, I mean, that's exciting. And yeah. then Don't Ask Me Why, great. I like that together. And then Keeping the Faith, I'd be like, I, I'll go to the bathroom now. Now let's go way back to 2009 at the Hard Rock Live in Hollywood, Florida. It was the eighth song right after This Is The Time and before She's Always A Woman. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. So it is always in the middle. It is a middle of the set song. Yeah, that's, the, that's exactly the kind of song it is. Makes a lot of sense. Middle of the song. Middle of a set song. That's exactly what Don't Ask Me Why is. Just like where it was on Glass Houses, right? Right there. After. It's the third song, right? Yeah. On the, on the first side. Excellent point, right? Yeah, you can't open with it. You definitely want to don't close with it. It's not an encore song, so it gets stuck right in the middle. Although that's the thing when you're doing a show a month. And by the way, I looked up uh, tickets because he's back and they're, they're like already almost sold out in like 2022. I'm like, God damn it. I've, I haven't been to any of the residency shows yet. By the time those shows happen, Billy Joel will invite us on stage. I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, we should get free tickets now at this point. Yeah. Although the, way press we, passes? Uh, although the way we are butchering a lot of his <laughs> I don't want to see those guys. <laughs> You're on the side of the stage like, sing bye-bye, where is my lady? Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Who's the wise guy out there? He's pulling the Harry Connick Jr. thing. Who is that out there saying that? I didn't I un, I didn't release that song on purpose. Who is that? He's like putting his his hand over his eyes so he can see in the light, you know, like who is that? Put the spotlight on him. December song. <laughs> Damn it, that would be hilarious. That's how we have to end our podcast with some video where he does let us do this bit. <laughs> It'll make everything worthwhile. He'll be like, "Well, this is highly irregular, but it's been once." <laughs> Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of our show. Do you have a stumper for me? Yes, I do, and it is hilarious in a, in a sense where I've clearly lost my mind. So when we did another song from this album, we spoke about another song from another artist whose song title appears in this song's lyrics. If you remember, what is the artist and the name of the song? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so this was, um, let's see, who did we talk about that was another artist? We talked about Rick Springfield. That is the correct answer for the artist. 
And what is the name of the song, which we used in Cet Etoile as an example of French? It's weird how these two guys parallel on these, these kind of, you know, whatever. I don't know what's such a good term. Uh, I don't want to butcher uh, Billy Joel's reputation by uh, roping him in with Rick Springfield there. I'm going to look at the, the lyrics to Don't Ask Me Why. Is that allowed? It doesn't do, I, do I have to know it? I have to know it offhand. Nah, it's all right. Go ahead and look. Because I, I can remember you singing part of the Rick Springfield song. That's right. Okay, I think. will let you look. No, go ahead and look. I don't. Okay. It's so it's funny. I've really stumped you, and you're looking at the lyrics, and you still don't get it. And for me, it's a song I it, that's in my head every day. Okay, it's "Don't Talk to Strangers." That's correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a picture of you singing this song. I don't know why I am obsessed with that song. But it's weird. So when I hear don't ask me why, and he says, don't ask for answers, don't talk to strangers, then I'm always like, don't talk to strangers. I can't help myself that I go immediately into that song. That's kind of cool, though. It's like the first half is Don't Ask Me Why, and then it blends perfectly into the Rick Springfield song. Which is exactly the way I hear it in my head. It And it it's around the same time. That's what's so weird. And it's just so weird that Rick Springfield used French in the song Don't Talk to Strangers, and Philly Joel uses French in this song. And I guess 1980 was like French stuff. It was just... It was a big French year. Now you parlez-vous Francais. See, I think maybe that's why that crowd was angry again. Did, did he just speak French again? That is funny. He did both of his French songs on that same performance. Well, that was his big plan, remember? He's like, they're going to love me. Oh, this is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the exact opposite reaction. Okay, what do you got for me? It's about Billy Joel's fourth wife. Oh. Alexis Roderick, who we just discovered existed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, her name's Alexis? Yeah. And his daughter's name is Alexa. Right. Oh, that's awkward. Okay. It is on. funny. Yeah. So her name's Alexis. And, and daughter- then remember, it's Christy Lee and Katie Lee. The guy can't help himself. So Billy Joel's fourth wife, Alexis Roderick, with whom he has two children, including Della Rose, who we saw in that MSG video. I don't know much about her, but uh, here's the question. Is Alexis Roderick older or younger than Alexa Ray? Wow. Well, okay. I I didn't see her name, but I I feel like I might have seen a picture. Well, actually, what is Alexa Ray in her 30s now? She is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because she was born in the 80s. We know that because it's a matter of trust, right? And a new baby. Jeez, that's a good question. I'm going to say older. I'm going to say, I think think for your fourth wife, you always go older. I'm going to say older. That's correct. Fourth wife is older. Yeah, if you're going to go, you get Christy Lee Brinkley, then you go Katie Lee, you go very young. Your next wife, you got to make the right choice in the fourth one. It's got to be somebody older, at least in her 40s. But Katie Lee was also older than Alexa Ray. By a year. Well, maybe. it was close. No, I think it was a few years. And um, But was Alexis it? Roderick is four years older than Alexa Ray. Oh, just four. She was born in 82. Alexa Ray, I guess, was born in 86. Oh, my. So she's Wait. not even in her 40s. Uh, right. So she's not in her 40s yet. Oh, and um, when they got married in 2015, Alexis Roderick was 33 and Billy Joel was 66. 
I got it completely wrong. I got it wrong in the sense, yeah, she's older, but I thought she would be in her 40s at least. No, but she's getting close. She's, you know, 39. No, no she's yeah. not. I, I got to take a look at I'm sure she's pretty. I mean, I guess, right? I mean, why well, would he marry a wasn't... dog? That's from Arthur, the movie <laughs> Arthur. Why would Arthur marry a dog? He met her at a restaurant on Long Island. It wasn't uh, like she was someone famous. Look at him. Of course, he met him at a restaurant. That's the only place he goes. He meets people at restaurants. He's either going to meet him at Madison Square Garden or a restaurant. The guy's like 300 pounds. He's obviously meeting people at a restaurant. Well, he's not meeting her on the LRRR because we know he takes his helicopter everywhere he goes. Now we know he takes his helicopter, right? (laughs) She was his helicopter pilot. Yeah, wait, when did we? We found that out on a different podcast, right? Not ours. Who told us that? Christopher Bonanno's? I think when we were just guesting on that other podcast. That's about what I'm saying. Joel. Who told us that? Do we have? Yeah, but maybe Bonanno said that. Christopher Bonanno, folks, we were on a different podcast and uh, Christopher Bonanno said he takes the helicopter to MSG. Yeah. So he could be at one with the people. Those four <laughs> people that uh, can charter their own helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Can you imagine being Billy Joel's kid? You're like, hey, I'm going to, for your birthday, I'm going to helicopter you to the garden and I'll give you a mic. You sing with me. Huh? Nah, I'm not interested. She blew it. Yeah, she really. No, she's never being asked back. She really blew it. The mom did seem a little bit annoyed when she the way she grabbed her hand seemed a little forceful. Did you she, see that? Was that her mom, though, or was that just a stagehand? That's what I couldn't tell. I feel like it would be the mom. It's a three year old girl. It you does know, feel that way, but out. I just. Yeah, exactly. But she looked. Uh, well, I think she, at that point, maybe this was the only time I saw her. She looked a little older. That's why I wasn't positive. Or it could have been like a nanny or something. Like yeah, that. maybe something like that. But well, she was probably just I who knows who knows what that kid is feeling when uh, it certainly looks like she was having a good time and dancing and everything. I didn't want to call child services or anything, <laughs> you know? No. Yeah, there was no like didn't seem like a stage parent situation seemed like she liked what she was doing and she didn't sing and no one cared it was still really no one cared everybody was into it and they were singing along having a good time that was a real fun video real fun video you should all watch it we'll show that at our watch party elon absolutely well for the first time in what seems like forever we have a weird elon song parody since we don't do song parodies for the unreleased tracks because they are not worthy uh we're very glad to have one back for this song and this is one of those, Dave, where I'm not going to tell you the title of the song. Excellent. My favorite. Nedry shut off the electric fence. Now all hell has broken loose. Oh, all the raptors have escaped their pens. And T-Rex is after you. No way to stop her. Get to the chopper. Jurassic Park. Um, that that's awful. What Jurassic Park with don't ask me what I mean, it, I get it. I get the gag, but it, that doesn't even what we're have the same syllables. <laughs> it's about Jurassic Park. Wait, so what's the first word? The girl, the girl, oh, it's Nedry, which is the Newman character. Newman. OK, that's what I right. So when you said Nedry, I am so old and. I don't even know what you would call it. Maybe autistic. I was thinking of the second housekeeper from different strokes, or maybe she was from Maud, ironically called Nedra Volts. She was like this old actress. And I'm like, why would he mention her? And then it threw me off for the rest of the song until I, until you mentioned the Raptors. And if you could have fit the word uh, Dilophosaurus in there, which was the one that did kill Newman, that would have been a real feat. 
Yeah, that, I, w- I was actually trying to do that, but the thing is, like, it has so many syllables that it would have been like the entire line. <laughs> I know, but it I also tried to fit in like an Ian Malcolm reference or uh, Doctor Grant. Oh, Jurassic all these Park things. instead of "Don't ask me why." I don't know, Elon. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I was thinking of "Don't ask my wife." I was, I like, was gonna eh. say I thought it was like <laughs> I don't know why I was it's, when you said it. I was thinking of "Don't ask that guy." Something like it was yeah. going to be something about a street, and be like, "We were trying to find directions to." You know, don't ask that guy. Don't ask for. Don't talk to strangers. Don't ask that guy. Yeah, that's funny. It's like one of these why bums on uh, at Penn Station who's like clearly deranged, and you're like, "Don't ask that guy." Right. Well, this is why there's not a weird David section. No, but that was a better idea. <laughs> but I think uh, for those diehard Jurassic Park fans, which we know we have. Uh, they will appreciate the Nedry. Uh, well, there has to be. There's like seven movies. Yeah, but this is only about the original. We don't want yes. to talk about the ones after the first two. No, boy, are they bad. Yeah. And I could have also done Don't Ask Me When. I could have just changed what question he was telling someone. That. Well, or Don't Ask Me Where. Up. You can't do it again. Don't Ask Me Who. We don't have an editing system. <laughs> this is live. Well, folks, let us know if that song was uh, as bad as Dave said. I think it was. Uh, oh, you know, everybody's going to love it. They're going to love it. Well, folks, that was Don't Ask Me Why. If you like our podcast, be sure to leave us five stars and tell your friends. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Do you hear the Paul McCartney similarities? Should Billy bring back the gay caballeros for his MSG shows? How do you explain Dave's obsession with Rick Springfield? And would you have liked to hear Don't Ask That Guy instead of Jurassic Park? Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Jeskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Dave, why do you like Rick Springfield so much? Don't ask me why. <laughs> Yesterday you were an only child. Now your ghosts have gone away. Oh, you can kill them in the classic style. Now you parlez pour français. Don't look for answers. You took your chances. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why.